Hello, everybody, and welcome to another OU Football Podcast. I am Tyler Palmatier. Uh, we're recording from David Booth Memorial Stadium after Oklahoma's 45-20 to victory. I am joined today by a special guest, The Athletics, Jason Kersey of The Athletic, part of The Athletic Media <laughs> Group. Okay, okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have his first Korean barbecue experience later, so he's really excited. Am I? No, Are we doing that no, for sure? No, that got shot down. Okay. That got shot down. Uh, Jason, weird game today, a delay, and a really sluggish start from Oklahoma. It's just a weird weekend, man. I mean, you had the, the, the Snoop Dogg stuff last <laughs> night here in Lawrence. Uh, you know, so they're sort of dealing with the aftermath of that. You can just sort of hear whispers of it up and down this press box because that's just all they're dealing with here right now is the, the aftermath of this, <laughs> of this ridiculous controversy that they created. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the, the weather delay and they don't go back in before the opening mm-hmm. kick. So they have to kind of, Lincoln has to do his pregame speech on the field. Just, and, then, and then the sluggish start, just weird, man, all around, just a weird day. And they still end up winning convincingly. And I honestly really never felt like they weren't going to win. No, I didn't either. I, don't, I think mainly with them, this is sort of like an evaluation, just how badly can you beat Kansas and how perfect do you look and – Maybe unfairly, they've set the bar pretty high for themselves and through the first f- or through the first four games. I mean, they did, and they didn't really live up to that. And I think that was there was just I mean, what it was fourteen to seven with like a minute left, and that was about the time when they had that circus act of a drive where just things went backwards on them. Third and forty-eight, and then they have to punt on fourth and goal. Who would have ever thought that that would that would happen so I feel fortunate to have been here it was weird man yeah. it, it was just a weird day I mean and here's the thing I, I I don't think people should panic too much about this that they were bound for a game like that and it's probably best that it happens against Kansas and not against Texas next week right so, I mean it was gonna happen they, they couldn't be perfect every week every team is gonna have a, a down game and that was that was what this was yeah, silver linings I guess when you look at kind of who played well I think Braden Willis. I'm, here's a, here's a crazy stat from today. Uh, six is that six players led OU with two catches. That's seven. Seven. No Third, one. And yeah. then and then six more had one. Yeah, just a that's a that's an odd stat. But I, to get Braden Willis going, he was he had he was their leading receiver with 38 yards, which is also weird. And then I think to get Ramondre Stevenson a big day, 109 yards rushing and a touchdown. He he that's a he, he averaged. 21.8 yards per carry yeah well that's what when one of your five goes for 60 that, oh yeah that'll that's happen true. yeah yeah but uh what did you think of him I mean what what impressed you about this game I mean I think it just comes back to what I said before I mean I think it was impressive that they can have such an off game and win so convincingly mm-hmm. now it is Kansas so there, there is that I mean it's just sort of one of those games that you just get through and then you move on. And I mean, you, 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 I really wonder if they were thinking about Texas. I know that Lincoln Riley said that they weren't, and the players said that they mm-hmm. weren't, but I kind of feel like they probably were, at least a little bit, thinking about Texas. But you asked me what was impressive. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think anything was terribly impressive today, frankly. I think it was just sort of a game that they got through. It was completely yeah. unlike the other blowouts, you know? There was nothing. I think they were so. What did they average per play today? Uh, it was eight point something. They ended up okay on that. I mean, when eight point something points were played, and it, eight point three. When eight point three point 
uh, yards per play makes you – and the first question is really about how slow they start on offense. That's kind of where you know the standard for this offense has, has been because we were all – right. as soon as we got in there, the the first questions about the slow start, about the the crazy drive where they were backed up to fourth and goal from midfield basically, and that's kind of where you know they've set the standard offensively when they've just been so good. And Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a stinker today, and you win by – you win 45 to 20. Yeah, they didn't away. cover the spread, but, you know – that doesn't really matter, I guess, unless you have money on it. But, I mean, you, you look at – I mean, they didn't have Kennedy Brooks, uh, who was here but was not playing. Mm. Um, you know, you have both starting tackles out with injuries, so you've got to move around. You, um, so, I mean, there, but I, I think the big takeaway for me from this game are two things. I think they – for mo- most of it, you can sort of forgive. You can forgive most of this stuff. But mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest problems are problems that have been around all year. They're, they cannot settle on an offensive line because of injuries, and that's going to come up to bite them when they have to play a team like Texas. And then penalties, man. Penalties are a real problem. That's an issue. They had eight today that were that counted, and then three more that were either declined or offset. So that's, that's bad. And these were not the aggressive style penalties. Right. Some were – boneheaded uh a couple after the i think after the whistle but most of these were i mean it was holds it was mm-hmm. they had false starts they had uh and then you talk about just the the magnitude of them a punt return coming back because of them uh, an interception one, an interception return for one yeah so that will buy i mean i don't i don't i think it's okay like they said, they like to be aggressive, but I don't. I didn't necessarily see that today. Did you? No. I. I. I when. Whenever they. They talk about. You know. We've. We've. I've heard the question asked, and I've asked it a million times about the balance between being aggressive and you know not having penalties and things. That I. I'm with you. I don't think that was the issue today. Mm-hmm. Holding is not an indication of that. Um. You know the, the. You know some some of the things that we saw today. False start is not an indication of that. So. Those are things that could be real problems when they're playing Texas, when they're playing Baylor down the road, when they play Iowa State. I mean, when the games get tougher, those are things that could be problems. A lot of this stuff, I mean, even the interception, some of the sluggish start, I think those are all things that just sort of happen sometimes. It's a weird game. but uh, And this the, is when it would happen, yeah. the week before Texas at Kansas, just kind of a, all a recipe for just and coming out terrible flat. Terrible atmosphere terrible opponent i mean all of those sorts of things and then you know i lincoln riley talked a little bit about um about this in his press conference but you know when you when you have a routine that you go through on the road and you have a certain hey we do this at this time we do this at this time we do this at this time and then it gets thrown off by weather delay and you have a condensed warm-up period i can totally see how that would mess with you a little bit and it kind of did their start was bad their finish they locked. They kind of locked in there for a second. I think between the drive where they got the, you know, it was one play. I think and Lamb scored, got him up twenty-one-seven. I think from there until over the next three possessions, I think they averaged more yards per play, closer to kind of what they, where they'd been, like double digits. So mm-hmm. they just they started bad, and you know, yeah, there could be worse indictments on this football team at this point, even right. though. You know, I think the offensive line, what you mentioned, is probably the biggest thing. If it can't, you know, a line that can't stay healthy and has to adjust. You know, Riley has said it'll be good for him at the end of the year, which it could be. But it could for be. now, 
It you don't could, want it to hurt them next week. At, you know, they don't want it to hurt themselves against Texas. Well, I mean, but that's the thing that we heard Bill Biedenboe talk about a lot in the preseason is the importance of finding the right five guys and getting them cohesive and all that stuff. And that's been impossible. They've had five different starting offensive lines. Bill Biedenboe. I, uh, I put my binoculars on when he was chewing out Tyrese <laughs> Robinson at one yeah, point. Yeah, I mean. That's a sight to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyrese Robinson, you sort of understand why he would get holding, though. He's used to playing guard, and he's out there playing tackle. He mm-hmm. even said that mm-hmm. this week when we talked to him is that the biggest thing is all the space out there. That's so a really when good not, point. when you're not used to it, of course he's going to hold mm-hmm. um, sometimes. So it's just they've got to get that. Last year they had, I mean, I know they started out with Alvarez at center, moved to Humphrey, but they had the same five guys pretty much the whole season mm-hmm. um, that, that were their guys. And, and they're going into the most important game of the regular season, and we have no idea who's going to start on that offensive line. Yeah, I think the, the Swenson – the severity of whatever he's going through is a is a big deal, especially if it's going back to the problem he had in the preseason when he wasn't healthy briefly. That's a that's a big storyline to watch. Um, but I I'll say this: I guess nothing stood out. You know, Hertz had a pedestrian day, the most incompletions he's had all season. He threw another interception. I mean, by his standards, pedestrian. Right. Um, Ramondre Stevenson stood out because I, a lot of people were talking about this on the our press row from the Oklahoma media, how much he looked like Samaj P. Ryan. Just a hard guy to get your arms around. He's a good he, running back. I I'll tell you who he reminded me of a little bit is Damian Williams. I don't mm-hmm. you weren't on the beat when Damian Williams was uh, no. was around. But I mean Damian Williams was was similar in so many ways. A JUCO guy who came in, they already had Roy Finch and Brennan Clay, so they had guys who, you know, had some experience, but but he sort of established himself early as a force. He was a tough runner, tough between the tackles, but he also had breakaway speed. I mean, that that's kind of who he reminds me of. But I can see the Pirine comparison too. I, I Ramondre Stevenson is is uh, is he's a player. He's a player, and you know, I I think Kennedy Brooks is a great player too, and I do think it'd be great for them to get him back. But if they don't get him back next week, I, I think they will. I think he probably could have played today, honestly. Why would I just assumed it was precautionary at the beginning of the game? Why would you even have him running around on a slick field? Oh um, man, did you see Braden Willis's first reception? Yeah, when he slipped. Slip. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the sort of stuff to me that's like, oh boy, that they're lucky they got out with no injuries, frankly, because mm-hmm. of that. And Brooks running around on that knee like that would have probably been a recipe for disaster. It poured here. I mean, we all. I was not totally optimistic about us starting at 11.30. Me either. It looked nasty over there, and the the lightning, um, 30-minute delay. I just can't believe it. I mean, I'm thankful. Here we are at 6.30. We are are overlooking – we're looking out. It's a beautiful view up here from this press box. You've got uh, sort of a panorama of the park campus and sort of the countryside outside of Lawrence, and you can see all of it. The the sun kind of just splashes all over the uh, Oread hotel and so you know if this had gone any longer if that delay had gone any longer you know we would have had a longer night in front of us and mm-hmm. we'd be you know we'd be, nobody wanted to be at this game any longer than they already had to be because it was such a bad crowd bad crowd yeah i mean you just you just get the feeling that these fans are just done messing with this <laughs> this program until until there's some sign of life and i know the boston college game earlier this year was nice and and they they played hard early i mean Les Miles, if nothing else, gets his guys jacked up. What but. did you think about the way that this was our first time to see a Les Miles team at Kansas up close? Mm-hmm. Did they play differently to you than they than last year? Did this look like a different like there'd um, been a there's been a culture shift? 
I don't know. It's so hard to say because last year when last year when OU played Kansas, uh, David Beatty had already been fired, but he was still there. And the players – and, you know, that game was so crazy last year anyway. I mean, Puka Williams. What did he end up with today? Well, yeah, pretty – 23 rushes, 137 yards, no touchdowns, but six yards to carry. I mean, that guy is just tough for these for OU to. He has some burst. Yeah. Too. I don't think he's a bad back. No. Um, but yeah, OU didn't do a great job of containing him. At least they didn't give up any touchdowns. But I mean, and some of these touchdowns they scored were late. I mean, they they only had seven points until what the the fourth quarter, late fourth quarter. So, I mean. It, the defense, I thought, played fine, honestly. I don't I, think I, the defense took any. This wasn't like a uh, – they showed any signs that this – They. I still feel like they're better. I think they yeah. had seven tackles for loss, which is yeah. closer to where they want them to be per game. I still – a couple things about the defense that, that I think are concerning. I do think sometimes tackling seems like a problem. I think Buki has a real problem tackling. I think that seems to be a recurring problem for him. He gets bounced off of pretty easily. And then they, they get their hands on interceptions and drop them. I mean, I, I wish there was a stat for that, but I feel like that happens a lot. It happened a couple times today where – I know Motley I mean, had the one. What was the other one? Was there another? I feel like there was another one that, that they should have had. Um, but you're right about Murray. I think it was Kenneth Murray should have had oh, one okay. in the first half. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Kenneth Murray. Anyway, the point is they – they talked so much in the in the preseason about takeaways and the importance of takeaways and the you know Alex Grinch about the the mindset of expecting the ball in your hand and I just don't see that yet from these guys and it's like man if if once they get into these tougher Big Twelve offenses you know those dropped interceptions are really going to be concerning. You wrote think. a story about this. Do you feel like the turnover uh, approach to defense is? Like our turnovers luck, can you can you create a team that consistently gets turnovers and manufacture that, or do you just – It is luck, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't really – so much is dictated by whether the other team drops the ball or whatever. But I do think that you can create the mindset where you're obsessed with getting the ball back. I mean, they talk about the strip king stuff and – you know, celebrating takeaways and, and doing those sorts of things. Certainly I do just think being more active. I think the team last year had become passive to a point about being aggressive about the ball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah, I yeah. think you're erring on the side. Like, if you don't emphasize it, you are risking becoming just completely apathetic about it almost. Right. Like, and it's it, not your job. Right. And that, and that's the thing. I, you know, I, I think Mike Stoops wanted them to get takeaways too. He just didn't know how to motivate them to do it or to do much of anything, frankly, there by the end. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that you can you can increase the number of takeaways you get by emphasizing it. So a lot of it is still going to be luck, but they've got to catch the ball when it lands in their hands. And I, I, you know, through five games, I wish I'd been tracking it. Maybe I should go back and and try to figure that out because I feel like they should have five or. So more interceptions. I, you're right. You're right. And they had that issue last year. I know Pat Fields has had it. I think – I would think – I think he has two. Yeah. Maybe missed. it's more than five. Yeah. I mean, there were two today. And I'm so this sure. is what, their second – is this their second or third game without any takeaways? Um. Well, it's – I know they, they had none against Houston. Right. They had a couple against South Dakota. Did they have any against UCLA? And then – and they had the fumble last week against Texas Tech. They had one last week. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I should know that off the top of my head. It's a good question. I'm going to look it up while you stall 
and I'll fill some things to talk about. I'll fill some time. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I guess um, as I watched today, I was I kind of put this as the low point. I just found I, I really going back to the the drive that was so dysfunctional. I found that to just to be so like could have been maybe the most dysfunctional drive of the Riley era. Oh, without a doubt. Like that, I, which I, is kind of well, saying something. That's just they have been head, known for just pr- that. That doesn't happen here. I mean, I've right been trying now. to think of the uh, the times, uh, the, the you know that first season that he was here as offensive coordinator. They struggled a little bit early, uh, really up through that Texas loss, and then they they kind of turned it on. But I don't remember a drive dysfunctional like that where, you know, I mean, Ceedee Lamb tries to pitch it. To I mean, that was so hurts. weird. And yeah. and what's crazy is they had that. Nick Basquin play, mm-hmm. just a few plays before that, so it looked like they were going to go down there and right. score. This is their uh, this is their second game without any. They okay. got three against South Dakota, two against UCLA, one against Tech, none against Houston. So this is the second one without any. So, mm-hmm. I mean, six is not where they want to be through five games, but it's it's. I mean, six is more than half of what they had last year. I, I'll tell you this. I thought in, that's insane. I was thinking last week. What is the what is the requirement to letter for OU? Because I was wondering if Reeve Munshaw was going to letter. Why were you wondering about him specifically? Because they, they didn't they weren't punting. They don't punt very much. Oh yeah yeah. So like was he was he on the field enough to letter? That's a good question. I've never really thought of that. Um, and then he goes out on the first drive and punts. I was like oh. There was some good punting in this game at first. I'll say that. He punted twice today. So, I mean, I don't know. If you have to be on the field for more than two plays a game, I still don't know if Reeves Munchau is going to let her. I mean, they can manipulate the rules to mean whatever they want. I just am curious what the rules are. That's a good point. But he had two punts for 50 yards today. And I think the other day, uh, Eric Bailey, our friend at the Tulsa World, I think had this stat against uh, Texas Tech. I think – he had like three punts for like a 56 yard average or something, something yeah. crazy. Yeah. So he's re- they've got a good punter, but yeah, they just don't want to ever use it. Yeah. yeah. What do you, you want? You don't really ever get to play. Right. Right. So that's a I, question someone should ask Riley maybe next week. Is what are the requirements right off the bat? Yeah. And I mean, is Reeves and Munchau in the you know is he is, is the he, deep state trying to keep uh, Reeves Munchau from? Uh, so he's got ten lettering. punts this year. So he's averaging two a game. He's averaging two a game. I mean, he's fresh. That's why he's kicking it so damn far. <laughs> Got his no problem just kicking the ball. Yeah. Um, Jason, you have any other takeaways from today? Did you want to get off your chest? Just, just a weird day, man. I'm, I'm excited that it's OU Texas week, yeah. man. I, I'm, I, I thought the post game press conferences were was was mildly entertaining with the toilet flushing in the middle that was, of the. That got into my lead today. I got that got into my story. It yeah. wasn't in my lead, but yeah. That, that a toilet flushed and Lincoln Riley said, maybe that's what they think of my play calls. And mm-hmm. have you noticed that, by the way, how hard he is on himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, he'll, I mean, get, he'll, get, he'll be hard on himself. He gets really hard on himself. I kind of respect it in a way. It's like well, I mean, that's how you get really good at stuff is by being that way, I assume. Yeah. I'm not really great at anything, so. He's not big on oh, – I mean, he's – I've not seen him like – he'll challenge players, but he does – he's pretty good about – I don't know. He doesn't throw anybody. He never throws anybody under the bus. He's not going to no, go in there. And he's no, never no. been a guy to motivate, but coming in and just saying, I don't know who would be a good example. Maybe like a Bob Knight era coach when you just come in, you're so pissed off and you're just mm-hmm. like, this is not good enough. Uh, who am I thinking of? Like, uh, we got to get more out of this guy. Or you just be Rachel. Oh, like Mike Leach called his players, what, fat? 
and soft, fat and, and soft and happy yeah. or something. He's last done week. that for yeah, right. He's that's, done that for years. You know, that's just never going to be Lincoln Riley. He'll he'll take probably more blame on himself. But yeah, but I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, it was a fine win. It was acceptable win that you can sort of brush past a lot of the things. I just think that the offensive line cohesiveness and the uh, and the penalties are both problems that have been percolating all year and i don't think you can write that off as weird with the rest of the stuff from today but and the penalties you would think could only they can't get a whole lot worse but they could probably only go up a lot of them are at least on offense or offensive line related so if they smooth one out they'll smooth the other but that's that's true they're kind of related problems a lot of these penalties have been holds this season mm-hmm. and they're the those are the killers and a lot of you know a lot of times uh I don't, I'm trying to think of the most – I don't know if they had a real dumb after the whistle one today. I know. I mean, they had a couple. It seemed like they had more last week. But. Well, that on that crazy drive, um, and I don't even really know what it was for because I don't remember, but uh, on the crazy drive you had the, the, the C.D. Lamb play that went back, whatever, to mm-hmm. third and – I mean, they were inside the 10 on that drive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They get back to their third and goal from the 48. They throw a big – 19-yard pass to Calcaterra, but then that got called back 15 yards because of Marquise Hayes' unsportsmanlike. Right. But I don't know what. I didn't see what that was. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, they got to they got to get that stuff cleaned up. Yeah. They got to. I think it's good to put this one. Uh, people that are following the team or writing about it. This one's done, and now it's just. I mean, this is a huge. This is the first real test for Oklahoma's defense that everybody will get to see. Everybody, I Big think, time. knows they're better, but their first real authentic test against you know a uh, quote-unquote I mean a contender at least in terms of a conference or mm-hmm. I don't know if Texas is a national contender by any well, means I mean, but they, like they're in the if they went out they could get themselves in that conversation yeah, if they went out yeah. they got a good quarterback and this is a game they lost last year right because of their defense so this is a big test yeah this kind of a, a lot test. of fascinating things about it you know uh, Sam Ellinger rattled Kyler Murray toward the end last year after that game mm-hmm. tell him to take the loss uh what have you? And he's, he, I don't know that he's going to do that to. I don't know that Jalen Hurts is a guy you're going to jerk around like that. So it's just no. going to be kind of interesting to watch those two duel it out. So yeah, a lot of interesting things to watch moving forward. Uh, Jason, thanks a bunch for joining me. Go um, Bears! Yeah, did you want to? I, I wanted to. You, I wanted to throw I, that in. Jason is a noble, a proud noble alum. I almost said noble noble alum, but uh, I'll take it. And uh, Noble High School is four and one. What else? They're four and one. They're one and zero in the district. Two and zero in the district. Two and zero. Yeah, that's right. They're two and zero in the district. Um, Wild win last night, man. Seventy-two, (laughs) sixty-two. And you were (laughs) out of control. That is is Big Twelve football, (laughs) if I've ever heard of it. Uh, You don't hear about that in a lot of eleven man. You know what I mean? Like those eight man scores pop up about every Friday night. Yeah, eleven man football. That's not really normal. Yeah, and. Noble didn't. Noble had. Noble had twenty four points at halftime or something like that. Did they not? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was forty one twenty eight at halftime. So they scored. So, okay. Yeah. They scored almost fifty points That's in the second crazy. half. Crazy. <laughs> and the, yeah. and you know what's funny? Like side note about that game. The score. Remember the scoreboard literally went out. Like, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Somebody yeah. should. I don't know if anybody got that worked into a story or not, but uh, could have easily. Yeah. You know, so. a great offensive game. The scoreboard goes out. Anyways. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Joe and myself will be back midweek next uh, week uh, with with our with our normal regularly scheduled programming, and we'll have a post game podcast next week from the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Thank you all.